0: This is Lifetime Sentence, the podcast where we watch bad Lifetime original movies and compare them to the truly heinous stories that inspired them. Because sometimes the truth really is stranger than fiction.
1: Okay, so in college, there was a guy who everyone said looked like me. And we dressed similarly. You have told me this story, but tell me again. <laughs> so we dressed similarly. Our um, our hair was always done very similarly. Mm-hmm. And one day, a whole group of my friends sat down at the table beside him thinking it was me. And they were like... Oh, awkward and picked up their shit and moved away except for one girl who stayed because she was even too awkward to leave (laughs) but he later like lost a whole bunch of weight and is looking real good i'm really proud for him and uh i I facebook stalked him not too long ago because i I guess it was what i told y'all this story because i feel like i said it once in a google hangouts Mm -hmm. um but I Facebook's talk team after that, and he's like lost all this, all this weight, and he is very happy with his husband. And then one day there was a status oh. that was like, on this day, seven years ago, a group of people sat down and told me I looked like the most unattractive person I'd ever seen. <gasps> and I, I took my health into my own hands, and I was like, I inspired <laughs> you to get healthy. <laughs> I just spit on myself. <laughs>
0: So, shut <laughs> up you've never told me that part of this story so in my first of all sir
1: in my how endless, dare you in my endless self-confidence though i'm like you're right i inspired you to look better i am <laughs> the reason you are a better human being like i couldn't even be offended by it because i think so highly of myself oh my god shut up that's crazy bonkers oh my goodness so shout out I hope you're not listening, but I kind of hope you are. If you are, you're welcome. Oh,
0: so, God. hey, how are you
1: doing?
0: Look, I'm sitting on a heating pad. I have all kinds of freaking problems.
1: It's time oh. to send Aaron to the home, guys.
0: <laughs> gonna be in the home. The
1: only way we can afford it is with your donation at like <laughs> Patreon.com. <Be> uncle-
0: <laughs> send me to the home. <laughs> Oh, so my son had some... Well, me and my son had some friends over yesterday. I say my son, but I had friends over yesterday too. But And I guess he was like eating chips in the pantry like he's not supposed to be and just left a bunch of them on the floor. So I was went to put away some groceries I bought earlier and I was like, oh, there's chips on the floor. So I just bend over to pick them up because, you know. Um, And so... I bent over and then I couldn't stand back up.
1: Oh my God.
0: And then I cried a lot and then I made it up to my bed and I laid down and then I had to get up from my bed and I was like, well, that's not going to work because I'm not going to be able to do that again. So I've been sitting in this exact spot for the last hour. <laughs> oh, my God. With a heating paddle up
1: my back. Um, is your apartment two story? Are you like in a townhouse?
0: Oh, no, I'm on the third floor.
1: Oh, that's even worse. It's even worse. But at least once you're in there, you don't have any more stairs.
0: It's true. It's true. Toe. It's real bad. I've been crying a lot. So sorry. My face looks terrible. Um. It's one of those things where like, you know, you see, you always see nurses like comment and probably Sarah does too about the pain scale uh-huh. and how like people come in they're like, it's a nine and they're like chatting. Yeah. <laughs> No, the nine is when you're just crying completely involuntarily like, for <laughs> no reason except it hurts.
1: <laughs> I feel that. You
0: know, I'm trying to cry, I just couldn't stop.
1: <laughs> do you remember last year when I threw my back out on my thirtieth birthday just to prove yes, I'm I old? Do.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, <laughs> you made your point.
1: I, uh, I'm just saying, I feel your pain, and I feel so bad for you. And if I had painkillers, I would slip them in the Big Little Lies DVD I'm sending back to you
0: also i've been so my sister got her own phone line like her own cell phone line and i've been chatting with sprint trying to remove the old one for like an hour now and they keep transferring me to specialists and i'm like this should not be this hard right but here we are Um, anyways
1: i i'm not using sprint after my contract is up i just got sarah off sprint in fact because her contract went up before mine
0: yeah um Oh, hi. Welcome to Lifetime Sentence.
1: I'm Paul. I'm Erin. And What's this is it? where we spend 15 minutes talking about nothing that matters. Well, I don't know what you're talking about because I matter. Hey, I inspired that boy. I'm a motivational exister.
0: <laughs> it's like the literal definition of influencer.
1: <laughs> yes, that is now my resume. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: So, so hey before we like actually get into the thick of it did yeah. this movie suck this week no good because the case didn't either and i feel like we've had a few weeks there like slender man thankfully saved us but we yeah, had a few did. weeks there where it was like no one's gonna listen to us Brain. anymore yeah so first of all were you not familiar with this case no in fact when you told me it was amy fisher all i knew her as was a porn star
0: She's a porn star?
1: Yeah, she's very boring. Oh, we'll
0: get she's, there, I guess.
1: Yeah. In fact, I wasn't going to talk much about it in my notes, but I guess I'll admit to everybody now that, yes, I have watched her and she's not that good. Oh, lame. Erin <laughs> is sending a very important email right now.
0: I'm just yelling at Sprint through the through ASMR the typing. I'm sorry. <laughs> It's you're probably going to get a lot of it because they keep begging me to keep the line on, even though nobody uses it, and it's gone. Like, I, I'm like, just take it off, please. Anyways, hi.
1: Hello. Um,
0: this is a podcast where we talk about things that are not my, you know, ongoing saga with the Sprint company.
1: We could though, if you just wanted to like. I mean, Sprint. If you want to sponsor us
0: and start paying my phone bills, maybe I'll keep that line open. But uh, until then,
1: yeah. Any lion, we are we are happy to have anything that you want to pay for. It's true, mm-hmm. and that goes for anyone listening. Yes, especially our uh, new celebrity follower this morning.
0: yay <laughs> <laughs> and that guy is fine. Mm. Lou Ferrigno Jr. Hi, friend. We love
1: you. Absolutely, we do.
0: Yeah. So you want to talk about this case and this movie? That's yes, not boring I do. at all. Yay. Okay. So this week I watched Casualties of Love, The Long Island Lolita Story. Yeah, you did. Which I don't really, okay, I was pretty young when this happened. It was 1992, so I was nine. And so I maybe kind of remember it from the TV and stuff, but I don't know, but I've always been familiar
1: with this case. It was sensationalized for a long time.
0: It's very outrageous. Anyway, so yeah, this is a story of uh, Joey Budifuco, his wife, Mary Jo, and Amy Fisher. Um, This movie stars Jack Scalia Scalia, as Joey Budafuco. He like throwback, y'all. He was in Dallas. Oh, okay. like the original, not the remake, not the Jesse Metcalf. <laughs> he was also in All My Children. Well, um, a very young Alyssa Milano plays Amy Fisher. She's from Charmed. Who's the boss? um She was.
1: I, mean, I had the biggest crush on Alyssa Milano in Charmed.
0: Yeah, she's very pretty now she's a very outspoken feminist. So yes, queen. Um, Phyllis Lyons plays Mary Jo Budafuco. She was in the Bridges of Madison County.
1: Really? I love that movie.
0: Yeah. And then we get to the end of the movie and they're like, this guy had a small role, but I kept thinking like, who is this guy? And I was like, is it James Spader? No. Like, who is this dude? His name is Jeff Perry and he plays Amy's attorney and he's in Grey's Anatomy and Scandal. He plays Meredith's dad and um, Cyrus Bean. uh, Okay. Yeah. So I just like it was just one of those things where like, who is that guy that I had to look him up? So I thought I'd include him. Oh, and this week, Jack Scalia brings us my favorite segment, Pornhubber TV. Okay. I'm here. Okay. He was in a movie called Vegas Dick. Go.
1: I just like I had performance anxiety all of a sudden. Okay, Vegas Dick is actually um the the heartbreaking tale of a boy and his dog separated um, while staying at Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas. Little Dick, the golden retriever, goes to fetch a ball and gets locked out of the elevator. When Timmy goes down to meet his mom at the slots, you see his mom and Timmy have worked it out so that he can break into the slot machines when no one's looking and steal all the nickels. You don't you don't want to get caught with a fistful of quarters, people know. Nickels kids have. They just hoard those. Um, so it's much like the um oh what was that movie with the two dogs and the cat that got lost in the wilderness Shadow and Chance and Sassy Were the Animals and A Long Way Home is that what it's called? That's what I don't ke- know that's what kept popping up in my head
0: that's a movie but may- that may not be the name of it
1: but anyway so it's like that but an industrialized version where Dick is running around Caesar's Palace sure sure <laughs> so what this really is no, I just told you what it really is. I don't know why you're questioning me.
0: Vegas Dick centers on a quote, former con man who becomes a casino detective, which I don't know what the fuck a casino detective is,
1: but okay. Oh, there's the people who like review the footage and like find people who are laundering money through the casino.
0: Yeah, that's called a security guard. Anyways, his past may not be as far behind him as he thought. Now he must juggle his prior occupation with his present one, and just to be like, I have never heard of this movie. The IMDb is very scant, but Catherine Heigl is in this movie, really, and so is Elliot Gould.
1: Not that I know who that is, but I know Catherine Heigl,
0: uh, Ross and Monica's
1: dad. Oh, the okay. Guy thank, from you. thank you. Ocean's Eleven. Thank you. Hello.
0: <laughs> so yes.
1: Anyways. Hey, I have stretched myself very far with this podcast so thank you for bearing with me but i am very proud of the bounds i have made
0: i am too <laughs> but i'm still just gonna shame you into taking more
1: <laughs>
0: so we open with someone playing the drums yeah just like that
1: <laughs> nailed it
0: nailed it <laughs> They wake up, they seem to wake up a lady who looks really unhappy. Back in the drumming room, there's also a lot of people doing cocaine. I'm
1: not going to do that on microphone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you got that big old kilo sitting right behind you.
1: (laughs) That's my birthday kilo.
0: (laughs) The rest of the band finishes snorting coke and i guess practicing i it doesn't look like a lot of practicing
1: got done but sure okay it's multitasking you wouldn't get it
0: but the drummer stays behind and just keeps on drumming because you really can't stop the beat (laughs) you can't (laughs) stop the beat um the lady they seemingly woke up but is actually in a completely different place um is packing a suitcase now We cut to the drummer guy driving his car while doing a bump of coke off his hand.
1: Oh, that is multitasking.
0: It is indeed. Um, But points off for neatness because homeboy has cocaine all over his face. (laughs) (laughs) A cop pulls up behind him and turns on his siren. So the guy starts to pull over. But then the cop speeds away and the guy screams, damn it. And I'm like, you don't know. It's a good thing not to get pulled over while you're high and you have Coke all over your face. Like, should be glad. <laughs> but okay. Um, then the guy breaks into a cemetery and is drumming on all the tombstones. <laughs> like you do. Like you do. He comes to the Fuco headstones, drops to his knees, and apologizes to his mom for not visiting in so long. He is blown. He's so high. Like you just hear him like <sniffs> <laughs> to be really bad. Um he asks his mother to bless Mary Joe and the kids for him. Then he bursts out laughing and says he's gotta go because Mary Joe's gonna be really pissed. Um, so I guess this is Joey Budafuko. Like
1: <laughs> What an he goes, introduction.
0: He goes home and Mary Joe is in fact very angry.
1: He I can't apologizes imagine why she would be.
0: He's all, hey, come on, Mary Jo. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he tries to hug her and promises he will stop doing coke. Then he calls her a bitch and asks why she's always nagging on him. And she's like, LOL, please get the fuck out of this house right now. Um, She says he's either got to go to rehab or get a divorce. Um, But I said no, no, no. Cut to six weeks later, he's shaved his gross beard, and now he looks like Joey Budafuco. Mary Jo picks him up from rehab. He's so apologetic, says he's going to take it one day at a time. Then he shows off Mary Jo to all his rehab friends, and it's like he's leaving summer camp. (laughs) Bye, I'll write to you. Basically. Cut again to three years later, Joey's working at an auto shop, and here comes Amy Fisher. She is wearing a white t shirt, white jeans, black knee high boots. No, ma'am. A regular belt, and then a wider gypsy style belt, like with the bells and medallions hanging off of it, slung over her hip.
1: Oh, because nothing says serious business like a double belt.
0: Her hair is jacked up to Jesus, <laughs> and she's got the bangs poof like the early 90s. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's spectacular um joey's boss complains that the girl's dad was just there trying to pick out something for the car and he was a real pain in the ass so this girl must be at one two. and boy is he right um they go to talk to her and she had her long island accent special ordered because damn <laughs> and i am gonna try to do it but i forgot to watch oh i forgot to text you i'm yeah, sorry it, well it's okay i've been dealing with um
1: sprint and you're back
0: And being paralyzed. Yeah, it's just really all good times right now. She wants the black, whatever car accessory they're ordering for her. But then she says she has another problem. She backed into the garage door while pulling out and busted her side mirror. Uh oh. But she doesn't want to tell her father because her mother's going to get mad. (laughs) Because she didn't want Amy to have a car right away.
1: So, is her accent actually good?
0: It's passable. Okay. I didn't know if it was like comically
1: good or just good.
0: Oh, it's kind of comically good. Okay, good. It's very heavy. Very heavy.
1: Okay, so it's like whenever somebody wants to be from Texas, so they mm-hmm. just draw it out as much as they can. Gotcha. Yeah. She
0: says she's going to tell her father that he was she was out having dinner with her boyfriend at the lighthouse in Mont- Montauk, when they came out, someone had just kicked the mirror off, which I guess is something that happened. Oh, you've never been mirror kicking? So she says that she knows the guys will be able to tell what really happened. So she came to tell them the lie she's going to tell so they can back up her story. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cut to the dad telling Joey the kicked in mirror story. Um, he also wants the shop to stencil stencil Amy's name on the sides of her car.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> I automatically make fun of people who have things written on their car. Just heads up. Oh, oh, real quick. In college there was a group of like um, old 70s rebuilt cars that all looked like they were sponsored, but they weren't. They all just had custom paint jobs. There was an Oreo car and there was like a um, Butterfinger car and a Gatorade car for no reason. And Is that Advertising or copyright infringement (laughs) I'm not sure just bad As I think where Mm -hmm. we landed But they all had like custom hubcaps That matched the paint job of their cars And so my Friend and I used to try to see if we Could find them all in one day and we Would call it our Lunchable and we'd be like Can we get the whole Lunchable I bet there's a Ritz Cracker somewhere like
0: (laughs) You know Nabisco Probably saw that and they were like you know what They're suffering enough (laughs) Um, So the dad tells Joey that Amy ran away a while ago and she was gone for almost two weeks. And so now he wants everything, including her car, to be perfect because then she'll want to stay. And I'm like, dude, you need a therapist, not a new car. (laughs) Yes. Today, Amy's wearing a purple turtleneck mini dress with a belt and a beeper.
1: Oh, thank God. I was worried she'd forgotten her beeper.
0: I wish I could explain her hairstyle, but I can't. Um, When they leave. (laughs) It's
1: just a statement I've never heard before, but I'm so glad I have now. (laughs) I wish I could explain her hairstyle, comma, but I can't. (laughs) Oh, no. Joey walks
0: to the door to check Amy out, and she waves. She's like, yeah. (laughs)
1: Yeah. I'm so glad we just waved at each other for our whole audience to see.
0: <laughs> oh, it's going to be a long one. Okay. Cut to Joey under Amy's car later shouting about how on earth she could have done this. She says she drove over something with studs in it or something and she cries. Um, Today she's wearing gray leggings, that same fucking belt. <laughs> her beeper and the plaid Tommy shirt, you know, the one that's half the oh, plaid yeah. and half the other plaid. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's the sleeveless one. And she's got it like tied up. Um, and she says she can't tell her father because she was supposed to be in school when this happened. Um, Joey hugs her, which I've never hugged my mechanic, but.
1: Oh, um, I I have all the t- and mechanics give <laughs> the best hugs. And then they lie be- to you about your car.
0: He says, it'll be okay. And he'll take care of her. He then calls her very pretty. And I'm like, no, she asks how old he is. And he says he's 37. She says she really likes older guys because, quote, the boys in my school, you know, it's one, two, three, and it's over
1: Two pump jump.
0: (laughs) Joey's like, I'm sorry, what now?
1: (laughs) That should have been a red flag to literally everybody.
0: So he's like under the car. So she strolls over to the side of the car, squats down, and is like, you know, when they get on top of you, one, two, three, and they're finished before you even get started. And this is close to Jody Aries' comments about coffee. Uh, Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: He's going to accidentally, like, break your fuel pump underneath there, girl. You better not distract him while he's got power tools by your car.
0: Yeah. So she tells Joey that she lost her virginity when she was 12, to a contractor laying marble in her parents' house who didn't speak English.
1: mm -mm.
0: Joey is super impressed by this.
1: I'm I'm disgusted by this, but okay. Mm -hmm. That's the correct reaction. March to your own drum. Just don't bring that drum near me, buddy.
0: Good Lord. He comes back up from under the car and Amy says, I can tell you work out because you have really nice arms. He says he's married and all used up, which also, ew. And um, he does work out, though.
1: I I just accidentally saw myself in the corner of my screen of the <laughs> disgusted face I'm making, and I'm so sorry that it's taking up your entire screen. I don't care.
0: Uh, Amy says she's really been looking for a new gym, so he says she should come by. He asks her about her beeper, and she says when he's done with her car, he can just beep her. And she'll even give him a special code, 007.
1: Call me, beep me if you want to reach me.
0: (laughs) He says, what am I, James Bond or something? And she says, James Bond couldn't even come close to you. And then she leaves.
1: (laughs) I want to vomit. For the first third of this movie, it sounds like.
0: Oh, all the guys in the garage as she walks away, talk about how much they want to, quote, do her.
1: Oh, good. We're being classy about it. Oh, it's the early 90s. So for editing's sake, I might not be able to make this go smoothly. So just heads up, everyone (laughs) who's listening. um, Our Google Hangout just went down. Like all of Google went down momentarily. Um, I thought the world was ending. I was like pulling out my emergency rations. Erin ate all of her emergency rations already. Somebody (laughs) sent her more because she's paralyzed.
0: I called Google and had them fix it though.
1: So thank God. Yeah. Um, So, like you were saying, uh, they all said they wanted to do her, and I said, well, that's classy.
0: I mean, I... It's not an excuse, but this is, like, the early 90s, so it was still quote-unquote okay to talk like that on TV.
1: Well, and everybody Um, was problematic in the early 90s. It's true. Um,
0: At home, Joey is in the shower, and he's singing. Mary Jo sneaks in with him, and pretends to be a shower cop (laughs) do you not have shower cops where you live i mean i don't
1: either but
0: (laughs) she quote frisks him and then they have sex in the shower which anybody that's had sex in the shower knows that it sounds very hot and romantic and sexy and it's
1: not. it's not (laughs) i'm claustrophobic i kind of want to be there by myself okay um Additionally, I don't think that's how cops work. And if it mm-hmm. is, you need to call someone.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, if a cop gets in the shower with you, <laughs> <laughs> call nine one one. Yeah, so Amy is at the shop and she's basically totaled her car now. Joey takes her upstairs to talk about something. I don't really know why this happened, but for some reason they're upstairs like in an office. Okay. Um, They flirt. She wants his shirt. He says it would be too big for her. And she says, I can handle your size. I can handle anything you give me.
1: No. Sit
0: down. Then she asks him to take her home. And on her way out, she steals Mary Jo's picture from his office.
1: I'm, I'm most confused by that.
0: Yeah. Um... They run into each other at a carnival. Joey is wearing MC Hammer pants, and I just wrote, "This is heaven." <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember those? Yes. They oh, They were yes. so expensive and ugly. <laughs> they
1: were so ugly. <laughs> um, for any, I had a. <laughs> for anyone who's younger than me that doesn't think about just how ugly harem pants were, and you're on the right track.
0: Oh, they're like harem pans, but worse. Yes. Um he goes back to meet his family, but not before like Amy grabs him and kisses him goodbye.
1: That's how I say goodbye to my mechanic.
0: Her, her friend her friend says that she really shouldn't date married guys.
1: Words of wisdom. <laughs>
0: yeah. I mean, she's 16. Like <laughs> um, and she's like quote he makes a lot of money and i really care about him and i'm like he works at an auto body shop
1: <laughs> also if that's your itemized list of why you want to date him maybe try to find a third thing
0: yeah um yeah so let's see she talks about how he's the best sex she's ever had so i guess at this point they've consummated their relationship but they don't ever they don't ever show it
1: thank god <laughs> You um, say that like it's a disappointment.
0: No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's no. like there was nothing from, to like, one indicate point to that the they other. were yeah. fucking mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um. So she talks to her friend about how he's the best sex she's ever had, which I guess makes sense because she's
1: still in high school. So <laughs> <laughs> With all the two pump chumps.
0: Yeah. Amy calls Joey at the shop because Amy told her parents that Joey gave her herpes. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Yeah. So her, she's like, my dad called the district attorney. Like, <laughs> It's really bad. Joey tries to, he like goes over there and tries to smooth things out with the parents and insists that he has never slept with her. Amy cries on the couch and finally says it wasn't Joey. Her parents yell at her, rightfully so, um, because now, you know, Joey could get in trouble for something he didn't do, da-da-da. Joey goes home and, I'm sorry, is nobody concerned that she has herpes?
1: (laughs) No, that's, mm -mm, nope.
0: It's completely secondary. And I'm like, girl, that lasts forever. (laughs) It's
1: the gift that keeps on giving.
0: So next, Joey's at a concert wearing a mess shirt. Uh, uh,
1: um, No. (laughs) Uh, Delete it.
0: (laughs) Amy is there and asks if he's still mad at her and then she asks him what it would be like if he weren't married but one of his coworkers pulls him away and she totally spirals Amy does she, Amy tells her friend that she's in love with Joey and she wants to grow up and have a family and Joey would be the perfect husband and I'm like
1: really? see if you feel that way in two years get 18 and then see
0: Her friend is like, one problem, he's already got a wife. And Amy says, yeah, well, every problem can be fixed.
1: You could leave.
0: Yeah. Um, Ding dong, there's someone at the door at Joey and Mary Jo's house. Mary Jo opens the door, and it's Amy. She asks Mary Jo to buy a candy bar, and Mary Jo very nicely says no, because she's all candied out. But she finally acquiesces and invites Amy inside. Amy looks over to a friend who's casually hiding in the bushes with a shotgun.
1: Isn't that where your friends hide with shotguns?
0: I mean, when I sell candy door to door, I definitely take a gunman with me.
1: (laughs) Um, Girl Scouts are not the same as I remember.
0: (laughs) Her friend totally chickens out and he doesn't shoot her. Um, They go back to the car and the would-be shooter says the gun isn't even loaded and Amy is insane but Amy gets pissed and says she's been giving this guy tons of free sex and she gave him $600, so he better find someone to do this shooting.
1: Well, with, that, with that much effort.
0: Flash to six months later, the doorbell rings again. Mary Jo opens it and it's Amy, but she's wearing a, quote, disguised. She's wearing a hat a and mustache. she has her hair fixed
1: differently. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain this hair to me? It's like kind of dreads, but not really. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like the twist, like the 90s. Yeah. Twist. The
0: twist. Yeah. Yeah. And, but she's wearing a big hat too. So Mary Jo opens the door and Amy asks her to come outside for a minute. And like, what even was the 90s? Cause if somebody knocked on my door and asked me to come outside, I'd be like, uh, no. <laughs> I'm good right here. Thanks. Yeah. Mary Jo goes outside and Amy says that Joey's having an affair with her little sister. She brings Joey's shirt as proof, but Mary Jo doesn't really believe her. She kind of chews Amy out for bothering her, and so she's going to go call Joey and straighten it out. So Amy Joe does the – or Amy Joe, Amy does the logical thing and shoots her in the head. Well, yeah, that's what you do. Yeah. Um, Joey runs in – so jo- we come back up. Joey's running into the hospital trying to storm the operating room unsuccessfully. A lot of people try to talk to Joey, detectives, his personal ator- attorney who is there for some reason that I don't know. Um, but the doctor wins the fight to talk to Joey. He tells Joey that it's touch and go, but they can operate on Mary Jo. Meanwhile, at the gym, Amy goes to talk to her new boyfriend, who is another older guy who lives with his girlfriend and their child.
1: Oh, so she's got she's a hype.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the hospital, Mary Jo wakes up. She says she knows who shot her. They give her a pen and she writes Anne Marie, which is the name that Amy gave her at the door. Okay. Um she writes that she had a complete auto body shirt. So they know exactly who it is. He says he only gave one complete auto body shirt out. He gave it to quote Mr. Fisher's daughter. And I'm like, Wow, buddy, do you call her that in bed too? <laughs> <laughs> um, so we see you know, Amy. No, but for ga- real,
1: does he, I wonder?
0: I don't know. (laughs) We see Amy get arrested, kind of. So she gets pulled over, right? And they tell her to step out of the car. And then the guy, he doesn't handcuff her. He doesn't tell her he's under arrest. He just takes her arm, leads her to a different car, and puts her in it.
1: That's how you do it now.
0: I mean, okay. She tells the police that Joey gave her the gun at first. Um, Amy is being interrogated. And tells the police that Joey knew that this was going to happen, and these putz ass policemen, I swear to God, (laughs) are like, "Oh my God, honey, he conspired with you to murder his own wife. That's horrible and shocking!" Like, but she finally says that it's not true. He didn't give her the gun. Um, She names up. She she name drops her new boyfriend to the police too. Which I mean, she's just giving everybody up except (laughs)
1: herself. She is singing like a canary.
0: Um, her story is like all over the place. So the detectives, like they're all sitting at this table. The two detectives are in rolly chairs. So they're like, hold on. And they don't stand up. They just roll away. Yes. Dramatic flare. <laughs> they talk behind her and then they roll back. <laughs> so funny. Um, um, they roll back and say, they're going to start all over again. And she starts her story with quote, My car got crashed, so English is
1: not her strong suit. (laughs) That wording is actually very interesting because psychologically it implies that she had nothing to do with it. Yeah, that like it it, she and we see this in the case too is that she removes Mm. herself from all ownership always. Oh, she does. I'll get there. Um, Because I'm now a linguistics expert, um, a forensic linguistics expert. You're welcome.
0: Yeah. After the interrogation, the detective comes out and Joey's like sitting. I don't understand. I don't get it, the '90s. It was such a weird time, because Joey's just like sitting in the office, and they come on there. They're like, "That's one tough broad," I'll tell you that. And then they start ta- like, then they start talking about like what she said, and I'm
1: like, "Just like Is shooting that okay? the shit with Joey."
0: Yeah. So finally. They start asking Joey about their relationship, and he says he fixed her car all the time, and he was respectful to her, just like he was with all the rest of his customers, and that's the extent of it. But he's always had this burning legal question, and he'd really like them to answer.
1: Okay, I can't wait.
0: What exactly would happen to a guy who'd been with a 16-year-old girl asking for a friend?
1: Right, no, just, <laughs> just hypothetically, yeah. if I had a friend named Joey Butterfuko... <laughs> what if Joey Butterfugo Joey <laughs> What if Joey Butterfogwa <laughs> Again, totally hypothetical
0: Oh no, the detectives are like Oh, probably nothing, I think statutory rape laws are off the books now And I was like, um
1: <laughs> I told you the 90s were problematic, I said that already
0: He's like, well, good. I was never with her, but I just wanted to know. Um, later, in Mary Joe's hospital room, the news comes on and calls Amy Joey's girlfriend, and the reporter says the police confirmed that Joey admitted to the affair. Joey is shooketh; he falls off the bed, and he says, "It's not true."
1: Um, while Mary Jo cries it, it reminds me of the episode of Friends where Joey tries to like come up with a secret code to not spoil the ending for the. <laughs> is it the book that they're reading is it, it The Shining oh The Shining yeah and he blinks out the wrong words and then, and the trailer's <laughs> like I can't believe she cracked your code <laughs> um, <clears throat> so
0: Mary Jo cries Joey screams that it's a lie and I'm not saying there's a right way to handle this kind of situation, but I mean, besides, like don't do it in the first place, but um,
1: but I think there's probably a couple of wrong ways,
0: but I do think the best course of action would be to shut your mouth, and also maybe after the insane sixteen year old girl shoots your wife, better to just be like, "Yeah, I slept with her, like <laughs> yeah, um. Joey carries Mary Jo to the shower while insisting he was not having an affair. And they do have kind of a sweet scene um, where he helps her bathe and he tells her everything's going to be okay. He kind of they kind of recreate the shower cop scene. He's like because she's crying because she can't do it herself. And he's like, no, this is our game. He's like, look, I'm I'm the cop. Like, I'm going to frisk you. I'm like, I like to get up close and personal. It's and it makes her laugh, which she could probably use a laugh or two right then.
1: I almost want to feel better. From this yeah. like
0: Yeah. It was very sweet. Um the two bumbling dumbass cops show up at the auto shop to tell them to just let it go because Joey's gonna make a statement about how he wasn't having an affair. And they're like, No, we think the best idea is for you to not do that. <laughs> <laughs> um at the hospital, hard copy is running a video of Amy as a prostitute.
1: Yikes.
0: Yay. Um, then the Post releases a headline accusing Joey of being Amy's pimp. Oh. Which, I mean, the Post is complete bullshit, but, you know. The family lawyer comes to tell Joey this while he's in church praying. And then, while still in church, the lawyer leans over to Joey and says, so, how was she?
1: Good thing you're at church so you can confess immediately after. Forgive I'm me, Father. The... I sinned while you were talking.
0: I am not the biggest fan of the church, but that's gross. <laughs> <laughs> Joey insists he did not sleep with her, which lying while inside of a priest cannot be good for your soul. Um Joey says he did flirt with her, but he never had sex with her. Um Amy's in jail, writing Paul a letter and blaming everyone else for this whole problem. Um The DA compares Amy to John Gotti, which I'm like, "Mm, that's a little harsh.
1: (laughs) I, I want to know like how they got there. Take me on that journey of leaps. Whoever wrote that. (laughs) They're both. Um, No, I can't make a single leap.
0: (laughs) So I think the leap was he, Amy presents herself as like an innocent high school girl but really she's going around shooting people and john Gotti presents himself as like a good businessman when really he's also going around shooting
1: people okay okay
0: (laughs) um so he asked for her bail to be set at two million dollars um and the judge agrees it's the highest bail in the history of new york state according to this movie but i'm not sure if that's true um they interview everyone who's interacted with amy or joey in this movie and the edit of the week
1: I was afraid we weren't going to have one because we're at the 41 minute mark right now. It's just these people talking to
0: a camera with a TV station microphone like attached to the front of it. (laughs) 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 The guy who works with Joey blames the wires because the wires on Long Island aren't buried under the ground like everywhere else. So the electricity makes people nuts. (laughs) He demonstrates by the photo that I I put here you'll find in the drive but I didn't put it in the drive because I'm stupid so here oh, it's because Google was you. down
1: let's play yeah. Google that's why can you see this what wait this is from the movie yeah I thought that was from like a Nickelodeon kids no, choice that's awards? a screenshot of my TV that looks like he's about to get slimed on the kids choice awards <laughs> Um, so
0: yeah, he calls it Midtown syndrome.
1: That's not a thing.
0: Yeah. Mary Jo and Joey are living in their own special prison surrounded by reporters. They have to leave the phone off the hook. People are literally banging on their windows.
1: Oh, I don't like like that.
0: No. mm -mm. Joey tells Mary Jo not to yell at him because this isn't his fault. And she goes batshit crazy and good for her. Good for her. Because. I cannot imagine how horrible, awful, and confusing this was for her. Right? Like, I just can't. Um, When she's done yelling, Joey asks if she's done yelling and if she feels better. And she says, yes, that she does. And he says, good. Which I guess is like as good of a reaction as you can hope for. Once again, a television company has paid Amy's bail. This should be illegal. I just I don't understand. It that.
1: was, and I'll talk about that in my notes.
0: Um, but it happened in Girl Fight too.
1: I'll talk about it in my notes. Okay. I've got the whole thing in my notes.
0: Joey is reassuring Mary Jo that it's going to be okay. And oh, I wrote. I'm pretty sure my parents still have that headboard in their room as we speak. <laughs> um. Joey and Mary Jo have sex, and it's kind of sweet. Like I'm not supposed to. Like I'm. I'm not supposed to feel bad for him, but I kind of do feel bad for him.
1: But you really feel bad for Mary Joe, Like, that's yeah. that's really what this stems from. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Joey goes to work, and his friends tell him to stop talking to the press and, for the love of God, stop wearing sleeveless black shirts because it makes him look like a mafia hitman. Well, <laughs> that's a
1: direct quote. <laughs> he's fucking John Gotti. He should look like a hitman. Um, he's not John Gotti. No, he is fucking John Gotti. Oh, that's true. <laughs> So basically,
0: Joey's whole family slash work life is falling apart. They all argue, and Joey's dad chooses this exact moment to have a massive heart attack. <laughs> this is when I texted you last night and asked asked you to ask Dr. Sarah if a double heart attack was a, a real thing that can happen.
1: And she, she said, I've never heard of that, or I don't know what that means, or something to that effect.
0: I was very, like, does he have two hearts? Did he have two, like, very quick, like, back-to-back heart attacks? It was very confusing. Or
1: maybe a heart attack in two different places in his heart at the same time?
0: Maybe. The possibilities are endless. Um, He goes to his mother's grave to pray. Um, Mary Jo and the lawyer go to the DA's office. Mary Jo says she'll accept Amy's plea if they drop the statutory rape charge against Joey, but they say no. So they're going to trial. Um, Joey Joey's dad shows up at their house in the pouring rain fresh off his double heart attack to ask Mary Jo to let Amy cop a plea because they're destroying his business. Okay. And Mary Jo's like, mm, no, thanks. <clears throat> and I'm like, who is letting this old man just run around in the pouring rain after he's had a heart attack, a double heart attack? <laughs> <laughs> um. So against Mary Jo's wishes, they do let Amy plea out for reckless assault? Yeah. So they can go after Joey for the statutory rape charge and cons- conspiracy to murder Mary Jo. The police come knocking. It's a warrant. They're also searching the garage. But on hard copy, we see a news story with a video of Amy talking about how she's going to milk her 15 minutes for all it's worth. And then talking about how she wants Paul to marry her so they can have conjugal visits while she's in prison.
1: Is, who's Paul? Is that the new boyfriend?
0: Yes. Sorry. At home, Mary Jo, Joey, and the dad all laugh about how much they're glad Paul is a gigantic... Write that down.
1: No, I'm leaving that.
0: (laughs) How they're glad Paul is a gigantic rat because it really helped them. Um, So Mary Jo gets called into the DA's office again who apologizes for that pesky search warrant and... (laughs) She just says, are you going to arrest my husband or no? Cut to her getting off the elevator and she tells Joey it's over. Um, They hug and they kiss. Um, We see Amy sentencing. Amy halfway apologizes for shooting Mary Jo, but again says that Joey knew the whole time. So it's really not her fault.
1: Right. Right.
0: But she's sorry for her part in the
1: shooting. I'm sorry that your husband didn't warn you that I was going to shoot you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The judge says that to some, she may be a celebrity, but to the court, she's a disgrace to herself, her family, and to society, and she deserves no less than the maximum sentence. So she gets the maximum 15 years, minimum five years, and that's how it ends, because there's no ending Chiron, because this is the 90s. Okay. And there are no rules.
1: Yeah, and they made this movie real quick. Like, yeah, they did. Like, the court papers had not been, like, the ink was not dry on them before they were making this movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, um, was it Lifetime that bailed her out? No, okay. Um, I've always wondered that. <clears throat> so, because <laughs> Lifetime was actually the second movie, there was one that was made before the Lifetime movie. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I thought so. There was a bunch of movies about this. There were three made for TV movies about her alone. Yikes. Yeah, so my sources I started with uh Amy Fisher on Wikipedia and then Amy Fisher on biography.com. Mm -hmm. And then the Amy Fisher trial on Mm encyclopedia.com. And then also uh, Mary Jo Budafuoco on Wikipedia. Is it Budafuoco? Because it's F-U-O-C-O. And in Italian, that would be FUO because you pronounce all the vowels.
0: Nope. Yeah.
1: In Italian, you pronounce every vowel.
0: I'm not saying, I'm not questioning your Italian. I'm saying anywhere I've ever heard this name pronounced, it's Budafuoco. Okay. See, I've never heard it pronounced before. Because
1: all I know her from is porn. And
0: like from, well, I mean, Mary Jo Budifuco didn't do porn and I've seen no, interviews with her Amy and Fisher, they call so her.
1: I've never heard these names before this oh, week well. is what I'm saying.
0: Well, now you have.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's Budifuco. Okay. Um, so Amy Elizabeth Fisher was born on August 21st, 1974 in Merrick, New York, um, which is on Long Island. And if I'm mm-hmm. casting her, do you know who Diana DeGarmo is? No. She was uh an American idol contestant a long time ago. Do you remember when Fran Drescher had her show um the nanny? after the nanny she had another show. Diana DeGarmo played her daughter in that show. It was oh she's pretty. Yeah. Okay. Um so when Amy was 16, she wrecked the car that her parents had given her for her 16th birthday. And instead of telling them what she had done, she went to a body shop where she met 35 year old Joey <clears throat> Budafuco. Budifu- is that what you just said? It's hard. To... I'm just gonna say Joey.
0: Thank uh, you. If I
1: because if I try to do it, I can't. Like would be played by as everyone here guessed, I would pick Buddy Velastro, the cake boss. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was there that she allegedly attempted to negotiate a trade of sexual favors in exchange for repairs to her vehicle. Um, I don't like that so much, especially not at 16. Nope. This evolved into an ongoing affair that lasted at least a year. They began seeing each other in secret, in May of 1991, I'm going to take a running start at that. They began okay. seeing each other in secret in the May, in May of 1991. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> While Amy was still 16 Hands years old. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we are having so many problems today.
1: In August of 1991, Amy mm-hmm. told Joey that she needed money. So he suggested she find work as a sex worker. And this is where i wrote in my Um, yeah why don't you work at like like mcdonald's (laughs) McDonald's, or walmart the mall
0: or as the receptionist at the
1: auto shop Like, um, like now and i will say every report that i read because it's from the 90s um every report says prostitute so while i tried to use the term sex worker there's a chance, especially if I'm quoting that I will say prostitute, and that is not to be offensive. That is yeah. that all I mean, that's verbiage... why
0: I said prostitute because that's what they said. Right.
1: That's just their verbiage. So <laughs> um So while working as a sex worker, Amy begged Joey to leave his wife Mary Joe, but he refused. Sometime in the spring of nineteen ninety two, Amy came into possession of a twenty five caliber pistol with the help of a man named Peter Guagenti. And Peter would be the friend who was hiding in the bushes in your version, but to my knowledge, that did not happen. Okay. Um, she then stole the license plates off of a neighborhood car, like you do. Sure. And on May 19th, 1992, which is about a year into their affair, mm-hmm. Amy put the stolen plates on Peter's Pontiac Firebird. Nice. And drove to the home of Joey and Mary Jo. Okay. And, um, so she rang the doorbell, and when Mary Jo answered the door, who I am casting Jolie Richardson, do you know who she is?
0: Nope, but I can
1: find out. She uh, is the daughter of Vanessa Redgrave. Mm-hmm. She played Queen Catherine Parr in The Tudors. <gasps> and her okay. her sister was the mom in The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lowen. The one oh, who okay. died in the skiing accident.
0: Aw, Nat- Natasha, Natasha, right? Natasha, yeah. Yeah. She looks kind of like Anne Heche.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm.
0: Actually, I think the lady that played Mary Joe in this movie, Phyllis uh, Lyons, I think. Okay, is was uh, like a kind of a dead ringer for her. At oh, least really? in the movie, she was. Yeah. Huh.
1: All right. So, um, so she rang the doorbell. Mary Joe answered, and um, Amy began spinning a lie. Ooh, I was feeling myself here. Yeah, you were. <laughs> she told Mary Jo that her husband was having an affair with her imaginary younger sister. Yes. Amy claimed to know that her sister was hooking up with Joey um, and encouraged Mary Jo to leave her husband. She even showed a shirt featuring the logo of Joey's body shop as proof. But seriously, like, what kind of fucking proof is this, by the way? Like, imagine you're in court and you're like, yes, thank you, counselor. I'd like to present exhibit A, a fucking shirt. <laughs> You'll see this shirt. It looks like a shirt. It feels like a shirt. And you know what they say, if it looks like a shirt and it feels like a shirt, then it's an affair. (laughs) I rest my case. If the shirt fits. (laughs) What kind of evidence is this? God, I could do this all day. She's like, it's legally blonde. She's like, you need evidentiary support? (laughs) (laughs) So... Anyway, um, so Mary Jo argued with her and got increasingly more frustrated until she told Amy to leave their house. And then she turned around to go back inside. Mm -hmm. Um, When Mary Jo turned her back, Amy pulled out the pistol and struck Mary Jo in the back of the head first. And then she aimed the gun at her temple and shot her in the head. I wish I could I mean... show you all Aaron's face. I wish I could explain Aaron's face. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: why though? She then... did get it. Why? why do... oh,
1: she then God. dropped the magic proof shirt and the gun and hauled ass back to that Pontiac Firebird. Now burn. she doesn't even have her proof shirt. No. So Peter Guajinti, her being... evidentiary support is gone. <laughs> peter guajinti being the good friend that he is told her she better turn her ass around and go pick up the shirt and the gun because that's the evidence (laughs) go get your evidentiary support (laughs) Um, they then fled the scene leaving mary joe for dead Mm -hmm. neighbors called nine one one and actually sprang sprung into action like going to her and like Mm-hmm. putting pressure on her wound and things like that, like everything they could think to do. Um, and she was operated on all night, but the doctors were actually unable to remove the bullet from her head. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the doctors were able to save her life. Yay. So when the police interviewed Joey about the attempted murder, he told them that Amy could be the shooter. So, Like, hey, I don't know nothing. The detective was like, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. Since he said this girl, Amy, we're going to get a picture of Amy and we're going to show it to Mary Jo the minute she wakes up from her post-surgery coma and ask her, is this the girl that shot you? Because that's what she wants to experience the minute she wakes up. Look at this picture! (laughs) So um, the minute Mary Jo regained consciousness, like it was the next day, um, the detective comes by with the picture and she identifies Amy positively as her attacker fisher uh amy was arrested and charged with attempted murder and on september mm-hmm. 23rd 1992 she pleaded guilty to first degree murder and i would like to say that that's the case except that it gets bad shit crazy from here so i because that wasn't already crazy right nope <laughs> that was normal regular everyday <laughs> run-in-the-mill stuff um a tape surfaced after she got arrested, um, a tape surfaced that showed her, um, negotiating for sexual services with a 29 year old named Peter DeRosa. Yes. Uh, he'd filmed it in secret. Um, and he sold, which I don't also get that. Like why? Hell if I know that sounds like a lot of people who need some help for real. Um, and so it was also filmed in March, 1992. So she was 17 at the time.
0: It, that's what, that's what I don't get. Yeah. Like mm, You're 29. Maybe don't film yourself. Yeah. Negotiating for sex with a 17 year old girl. I don't know. So
1: her story. None be- of my business. Right. A, her story became a national sensation in a secretly made videotape purchased by the tabloid television program, a current affair. Um, did you ever watch a current affair?
0: Um. Yeah, probably. It was super. But uh, what? Huh. I was very surprised because hard copy, which is the name of the show they use here, was actually a show.
1: Yeah. Well, hard copy it was also not like there.
0: they did not make it up. Like no. So I was fair because usually it's like, it would have been like entertainment in rock bottom. Or- <laughs> uh, entertainment twenty four forty eight hours. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What was that website they used last week? Creepy Storypedia. That's right. This would be Gossippedia at oh. night. <laughs> All right. So, um, so a current affair, um, broadcast this video of her. And, um, that videotape actually aired on TV the night before her bell hearing. Whoops. So, the, um, the Nassau County Assistant Director Fred. Do you Klein. mean Nassau? Yeah, that one, <laughs> Nassau. Um, <laughs> Nassau. Nassau County. Nassau County. Yeah. Nassau. So many options here. Nassau. <laughs> We're just going to cover them all. Yeah. Um, anyway, he, the a District Attorney, Assistant District Attorney Fred Klein, called um, Amy, a prostitute who would stalked Mary Jo for months. He Mm -hmm. then um, charged her with attempted second-degree murder, first-degree assault, and a bunch of firearms-related felonies. He asked for a record-breaking $2 million bail, and despite the protest of Fisher's attorney, the judge granted the unprecedented bail, most specifically because of that airing on a current affair, because the attorney, like, her defense attorney had tried to paint her as this young, innocent, big-eyed, like doe-eyed kind of victim and then here's this tape that leaks but she cray she cray cray she gets two of them in fact maybe four (laughs) um so the i think this was a copy and paste i'm just going to be honest at this next part the media latched onto the tale of the long island lolita with an obsession that oh yeah this was copy and pasted from Mm -hmm. um the encyclopedia.com um with an obsession that rivaled Fisher's hunger for Joey's affection, reporters looking for oh, a fresh God. angle in that case were rewarded within days. While tending to his recovering wife at home, <laughs> Joey called Howard Stern, that, on the Howard Stern radio show, to tell everyone that he had nothing to do with Amy Fisher.
0: Howard Stern's on my list right now. Have you watched Lorena? No. On Amazon about no. the the Lorena Bobbitt case?
1: No, but I <sighs>
0: Howard Stern is garbage.
1: Uh-huh. Any...
0: He like, ugh, ugh. he like says on his show that Lorena Bobbitt's case that he was maritally raping her, her husband was maritally raping her was unsubstantiated because she was so ugly.
1: What a fucking douchebag.
0: Yeah, and it happened like more than once. So it wasn't like a one-off thing. He had that guy on the show more than once and spoke this way. It oh was my disgusting. Um,
1: so anyway, so he announced over okay. the airwaves that he loved his wife and he was innocent of any part in her shooting, despite Amy Fisher telling everybody that uh, he knew about the shooting.
0: I mean, if you're gonna go on a show and protest your innocence i mean forget barbara walters forget diane sawyer forget oprah forget
1: fuck all howard stern it's howard stern (laughs) that's That's
0: the show i would go on my
1: first pick always and then just to fox news
0: (laughs) yeah what's that chick's name tommy lauren whatever her name is i
1: fucking hate her
0: I know me
1: too. <laughs> that was like a guttural like hate Ugh. just bubbled out of me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so television and press reporters swarmed around Joey. They asked questions like, was it true that the Long Island escort services called him Do you want to know what his nickname was with the escorts? No. Joey yes. Joey Coco Pops. Why? Because he could always get cocaine for them. I mean, Um,
0: at least it wasn't like Big Daddy Joey.
1: Joey. I couldn't even say it without. I know. (laughs) Joey admitted that he had once had a drug problem, but said that it was now behind him. He'd met Fisher for sex at motels, his boat, his auto shop, and at his parents' house. Oh, this is one of, this, one of the questions. Had, his <laughs> he, had he actually met Fisher for sex at motels, his boat, his auto body shop, and at her parents' house, as she claimed?
0: Well, that's better than his. Parents.
1: <laughs> hey, mom, dad, I brought a girl home. I'm gonna tie a tie on the door. Just
0: Leave your door open. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, oh my God. He consistently denied, denied, denied. He said that the only way he knew the teenager from his body body shop, body body shop, <laughs> <laughs> Betty bought bought a bunch of bitter butter. <laughs> Auto body shop because she'd brought her smash car in for repairs. She was just such a frequent customer that he had her telephone beeper number.
0: Let me just tell you, if you were looking forward to us having our shit together today, you really <laughs> picked the wrong day to listen I blame Google. <laughs> it's Google's fault, so <laughs> my back's fault. And the more I laugh, the more it hurts, but I can't stop. <laughs>
1: um, as Mary Jo regained her speech, she vigorously defended her husband. The story is pretty simple, she told the press. I love my Joey. My Joey loves me. And um, then she said, like, people were like, well, what if he's lying to you? And she said, I'm no pushover who doesn't know her ass from her elbow, which I've never heard this phrase before, but I'm taking it. I okay. have. Really?
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, no, my parents have always said ridiculous things like that, but I've never heard that one. I like it. Um, as a surprise to everybody, Amy's bail was posted pretty quickly. Soon it came out, though, that this was a result of Hollywood's involvement. In exchange for... It.
0: Yeah,
1: and so this is where I'll talk about what all happened there. In exchange for exclusive rights to tell her stories, some Hollywood executives paid her bail. The fortuitous thing about this for her, though, is that it was only recently that this was allowed... Starting in 1977, a law had been passed called the Son of Sam Law, named after our good friend David Berkowitz.
0: Ugh, that guy sucks too.
1: Yep. That barred defendants under indictment from selling their stories for profit. But less than six months before her arrest, the law had been declared unconstitutional by the Supreme Court because they said it was a violation of the First Amendment rights to freedom of speech.
0: I mean... So I have get that, but they didn't say you couldn't talk about it. They said nobody could pay you to talk about it.
1: <laughs> Fair. So they actually have been, uh, there have been a couple of sessions to try to figure out how to reword this law so that it doesn't violate the rights while still doesn't allow Hollywood to pay several million dollars to get you out of jail just because they're greedy little pigs.
0: Why don't we take the focus away from that law? And put all the focus on women's rights.
1: No, no, no. And also this LGBTQ
0: rights. Son of Sam more important. Also Son of Sam is very dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Still important, though. More important than women's rights. And let's
0: take all the, the... Yeah, let's just refocus our energies so we don't end up on the reality show that will be The Handmaid's
1: Tale. Oh, God. Yeah. I'd rather die. Same. When Amy was released, Mary Jo filed a civil suit against Amy for over a hundred million dollars. Yes, and, girl, and part, get that money. Part of her that was her trying to lay claim to um the Hollywood money that Amy was paid because it's her story too. Like she should. Yeah, no, I'm with her. I am too. So <laughs> the butterfog was were also selling interviews and cutting deals with Hollywood though. Mary Jo sold the rights to her side of the story to CBS television for several hundred thousand dollars, which was most likely to help with medical expenses since the assault had left her partially paralyzed and left her with impaired vision and hearing.
0: So sad.
1: In September 1992, the tabloid TV show Hard Copy, which did you watch Hard Copy? Because I did.
0: I did. You know, Okay. so Hard Copy. And what was the other one?
1: A Current Affair.
0: Unfair. they were all like a part of these shows that I think is pretty much whittled down to now um, 48 hour not 48 hours of um, Inside
1: Edition and Entertainment Tonight yes are the
0: only two that are left of those
1: yeah see and they were kind of what started my love for like TMZ because yeah. I sure did watch the shit out of TMZ in college yeah Um. anyway so um, this show Hard Copy which like we mentioned was this like ultra tabloidy show. They would like pay for salacious information. Um, In fact, I remember there was a big case. I think it was hard copy that was uh, sued by Elton John. Do you know about this? No, they reported that he had AIDS and he absolutely did not. And he came after them for these um, unfounded claims. And so then Right before their lawsuit was supposed to like go to court, they aired a story that talked about how he was raising all this money for AIDS awareness for, um, and for support of the homosexual community, all this. And they were trying to spin it where they were like actually supporting him, but it was real ugly. Um, that's terrible. Like they, had big, alone. Right? they had a couple of big lawsuits like that.
0: Let Batman live his life. Good grief.
1: Um, so their involvement here was they ran or they uh, broadcast a recorded conversation between Amy and Paul Mackley, who was the owner of a gym in the town where Joey and Mary Jo lived. Yes. Um, he. Uh, <laughs> or, um, so in the tape, it you can see Amy. Amy. Uh, just a few hours before she went to plead guilty and she's talking about her future with him. Mm-hmm. And she says that a Ferrari. She, we're getting there. Okay. She says that she wishes, or she wants Paul to marry her so that he could come see her in prison. And then she explained that her lawyer, um, believed that requiring people to be married for visits was unconstitutional and she intended to challenge the law on this matter and then she said this will keep my name in the press i want my name in the press why because are you raising your hand yeah i have lots of questions
0: (laughs) (laughs) I i have lots of questions okay if she marries paul so he can come visit her
1: then why the fuck did she
0: shoot Mary Jo? No, no, no. no. Why? If she marries fault, then how is she going to challenge this unconstitutional law about marriage? <laughs> you know, that's a good question.
1: I really need to know the answer to this. See, and I just uh, questioned the whole time I read this, like how quickly she moved on after she shot this woman in the head. And she was like, you know what? Maybe I don't love Joey that is, much. Uh, he's not that great. Like, <laughs> this is a... Who, who knew relationships were so much work? Let's I do- <laughs> know, right? Ugh. You try to kill someone's wife and this is how they repay you?
0: She's like, Joey, you know, I think we should just be friends. So...
1: <laughs> so um she said quote that will keep my name in the press i want my name in the press why because i can make a lot of money i figure if i'm going through all this pain and suffering i'm getting a ferrari which (laughs) fuck it i'm getting a ferrari is my new mood but also she's like i'm suffering bitch you shot someone in the face yeah you did I don't get it when this video, I'm very confused when this video was released she saw it and she attempted suicide and then checked into a psychiatric hospital upon release like you do. she put herself back in prison so that she didn't have to talk to the press she just like walked in and was like hey I'm, I'm here to check in I gotta go <laughs> um, Amy accepted a plea bargain for assault charges rather than facing a trial for attempted murder Part of this agreement was that she would cooperate with the investigation to determine Joey's involvement in the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Mary Jo spoke out against Amy and the plea bargain, saying, "Quote, she tried to kill me and now she's taking my husband and trying to destroy us. This girl is an attempted murderer, a liar, a prostitute, and the DA is accepting her statement that she and Joey were together. Something's wrong here."
0: If she wasn't wrong, Right. She wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> right.
1: I get what she's saying, however. However. Um yeah. I mean, through this whole thing, Amy had insisted that Joey knew about it and had encouraged her to do it. And when she gave her statements in court, she apologized for the pain that she'd caused and the judge who was presiding, Judge Goodman, was like so over it. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, <clears throat> You are a disgrace to yourself, your family, and your friends. He then told Fisher, uh, sorry, he then imposed the maximum sentence of five to 15 years imprisonment. And then he said, you are like a walking stick of dynamite with the fuse lit.
0: I mean, he's not wrong He's not wrong
1: at all. So, um, with the, (laughs) with Fisher in prison and like, the TV stuff winding down. Um, Joey then started to get questioned. Uh, or they started questioning about Joey. The police mm-hmm. questioned a former employee of his body shop who claimed to have heard Joey boasting of having sex with Fisher. On April 15th, 1993, nearly a year after his wife was shot, he was indicted on six counts of statutory rape. Um... Oh, i have a rant written here sorry um 12 counts of sodomy and here's where i put my rant i was like dudes get over it of the thing like if you don't like it just
0: don't do it how did he only rape her six times but he sodomized her 12 times or like six of those times were they freebies like what happened here <laughs>
1: Hey, well earning questions so 17 was and might still be the age of consent there so she was 17 for part of their relationship so i guess maybe they did anal every time but only six of them were rape annals well i don't in, get it
0: in georgia i think i think it's georgia um oral sex is considered sodomy what as well mm-hmm. that makes okay that's also a thing. Let's... I, I think it's Georgia. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, it's considered sodomy. Okay, listen, anyone who's listening. That and has... it may very well be Texas as well. I don't know and I don't care.
1: Anyone who's listening that has power. That's not what that means, A. But B, <laughs> anal's a thing. Get over it. Like... I mean, look,
0: <laughs> I'm not going to go on a rant. I refuse.
1: Um, and then one count of endangering the welfare of a child. he pleaded not guilty and left court in a white cadillac accompanied by his still supportive wife through everything mary Jo stood by her husband's side believing he was an innocent man written into a story an awful storyline that was me. I'm really proud of that sentence. <laughs> I'm very proud of you. That summer, Mary Jo settled out of court for her 125 million dollar damage suit against Amy Fisher and Peter Guarenti Guarenti, I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and it still remains undisclosed how much money she got in the settlement. Um, the New York Supreme court did deny her claim to any part of Amy's Hollywood money saying that um, Amy had obtained it by lawful reasons. And I'm like, well, she kind of shot the woman in the head. That's not really a lawful. Okay. I mean, could not technically be just be
0: considered punitive damages. And then they just give it to Mary Jo for her pain and suffering.
1: Right. Um, On October 5th, 1993, Joey pleaded guilty to one count of statutory rape which was the most serious charge brought against him. Mm -hmm. He served 129 days of his six month sentence for statutory rape and was Was fined $5,000. His wife threw him a welcome home party when he got out and several hundred guests were in attendance.
0: I don't like that at all.
1: No. Mary Jo believed the narrative that Joey's defense attorney had spun, that he had lied, like committed perjury, And accepted the rape charge to protect his family from any more media sensationalism. He was a good man through and through.
0: Oh my god, my eyeballs are going to fall out of my head.
1: Don't worry, she redeems herself. I can't wait to tell you. She's how I close out the whole thing out. The family then moved to California so that Joey could do what you do after you've been a successful auto body repairman slash statutory rapist. Become what, whatever the 90s version of an influencer is. Well, yeah, he wanted to go into acting. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's cool because on May 24th, 1995, in Los Angeles, he was arrested for and pleaded no contest to soliciting sex from an undercover officer. He was ordered to pay. $1,715 in fines and was placed on two years probation. And then he was found guilty of violating his parole back in New York and sentenced to 10 months prison back in New York. Bummer. Um, the f- so in May of 1999, Amy Fisher was released from prison after serving seven years of her sentence. Her early release from jail was due in large part actually to Mary Jo's public statements that she'd forgiven Amy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I wrote because Mary Jo wound up being a badass and I can't wait to tell you more in a minute. Yay! After she was released, Fisher became a columnist writing for the Long Island Press. Her authorized biography, If I Knew Then, was written mm-hmm. by Robbie Wolliver. It was published in 2004 and hit the New York Times bestseller list. In 2003, she married a man named Louis Belera. Okay. Um, in 2006... Amy and Mary Jo reunited for interviews with entertainment tonight and the insider. Fisher said that she wanted to heal and move on with her life. And then being the classy motherfucker that she is less than two years later, she publicly stated that she felt no sympathy for Mary Jo and gave no other explanation besides that. Thanks for your comment. Right? Have a nice day. Um, in 2007, Joey and Amy met at a restaurant in Port Jefferson, Long Island, with a TV producer to discuss, yes, a reality TV show that luckily never came to fruition. Thank you, God. Ugh. Um, She did, however, appear on VH1's Celebrity Rehab. And let me just point out, she is not a celebrity. She fucking almost killed someone. Like, she tried to murder a human being. Yes.
0: Sorry, I'm... (laughs)
1: I know. I know we're okay. almost done. Um, we're not almost done, but yeah. <laughs> her sex tape also made waves in 2007. Like I said, it led to her brief porn career. And I'm not really getting into on the sex it. Tape, like... I said, it's really not important to me. At this point, she's not worth wasting any br- or more breath on. Let's go to Mary Joe. So as for Mary Jo, she did stay defensively loyal to her husband for seven years. She defended him when he pleaded guilty to statutory rape. She defended him when he was arrested for solicitation in Los Angeles. She consistently blamed others such as Amy instead of Joey. But on February 3rd, 2003, she finally filed for divorce. Yes, girl. In 2006... She underwent a facial reanimation procedure with a facial plastic surgeon, which included multiple surgeries and procedures. She was excited most because it brought back her ability to smile because she hadn't been able to since she got shot. Um. She underwent surgery to widen her ear canal, which improved hearing in one ear
0: mm-hmm. and then
1: went through physical therapy to strengthen the facial muscles that she had been able to use for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still partially paralyzed in one side of her face and is deaf in one ear, but she's gotten a lot back um okay. and 16 years after the attempted murder mary jo wrote a book called getting it through my thick skull why i stayed what i learned and what millions of people involved with sociopaths need to know
0: look people that can be self-deprecating like that are my favorite kind of people right? i love it
1: she was inspired to write her book after her son referred to Joey as a sociopath. She'd never mm-hmm. really paid attention to this term before. So she began researching it and finding that she had in fact been married to sociopath. Mm-hmm. So she wrote this memoir. That's not just about the attack, but about her life in general. And, and then specifically about her relationship with Joey. Mm-hmm. And she uses this book and her story as a platform to speak to, um, Women in abusive relationships and people who are married or like in relationships with sociopaths. And then she also uses her story to raise awareness of facial paralysis. Good for her. In the medical world they call that healthy grieving. Yeah. And she is amazing. She is. I'm glad she finally got there. That seven years was rough for me to read about. I can't imagine what it was like for her to live through.
0: You know, I just and that's one of the reasons I knew that they eventually got divorced. And that's one of the reasons why I like this story. I saw an interview with her a couple of years ago, and she like she's a freaking
1: badass. Yeah. Like, she got remarried, um, and then they were married till he died, which is sad. He did die, but uh, she got remarried. She like got to have a new life, like the life that she deserved.
0: Yeah, that's good. Like, it sucks that she was married to that dude. Yeah. Also, yeah, just if you're da- if you're sleeping with a sixteen year old girl, stop. If you're sixteen and you're sleeping with a grown ass married man, don't shoot his wife. That's not cool. Just
1: stop. Yeah. Everyone just stop. Just stop. Just stop it. Ugh. Don't do gross things. It's gross. Hey, what drink would you pair this case with? I mean, what
0: else? A long island iced tea.
1: Of course. Um I have a really good Lifetime Movie of the Week, so I want you to go before me.
0: I don't have one because okay. I'm a slacker. That's I'm okay. sorry.
1: So here's mine. Okay. The headline is, Burglar Breaks Into Escape Room Can't Figure Out How to Escape. Police in Washington say a man who broke into an escape room on Sunday damaged the room so badly that he couldn't escape. Rye Wardlar. Mm -mm. So, now's the time to confess that I went to two years of speech therapy to be able to say my R's. And when you go through that kind of therapy, you actually never learn how, like, you never get over it. You just learn how to cover it. Mm -hmm. So... This word is W-A-R-D-L-A-W, and I will not be able to say that name, Rye Wardlaw, allegedly broke into Northeast Escape Experience in Vancouver, as owner, an owner of the escape room, a locked room full of puzzles and clues that participants must solve in order to escape, told the news station Wardlaw did so much damage to the business that he couldn't escape after breaking in. He apparently didn't know how to use the lock on the front door and was stuck, Tamra... Bertrand said. Yeah. <laughs> from inside the room, he reportedly called police and told officials he was calling from the escape room because his own home was being burglarized. While trying to escape, he allegedly broke the back door handle before calling 911 seven times. He reportedly gave law enforcement a phony address so they responded to the escape room. Tamara's husband, Rob, told Fox 12 the incident made him feel violated as their escape room is a small business. We put our heart, soul, and money into this place to make it work. Our goal is to bring fun to families and businesses, and it doesn't feel good to get taken advantage of.
0: I mean, technically, the escape room works.
1: <laughs> Once police had arrived, Wardlaw reportedly found a way to escape the room and was outside the business. He faces a second-degree burglary charge with a bail set at $40,000, according to the news station. Wait, this guy just stood outside waiting for the cops? I don't know, but I want a Lifetime movie that the entire movie is filmed in this escape room. Like, I... I want like a 2 hour experience where he's panicking cuz he can't figure out the puzzles. This is amazing. <laughs> there
0: is a lifetime movie about two girls who get stuck under like a community pool cover for the whole night.
1: Oh my god.
0: Yeah. So it's kind of the same like the same vein but way different. <laughs> yeah. So you know they'll make something that ridiculous.
1: Oh so. yeah. So, um, God. Hey, so what are we watching next week?
0: Well, do you wanna... Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I gotta look up the name again, because I forgot it already, because I'm a terrible
1: person. While you're looking it up, I'll explain. Um yeah. So, in our infinite wisdom, pre-planning, um, professionalism, having it togetherness, we totally... Did not think about June being pride. Pride month, yes. Happy pride. Absolutely happy pride. And as um, advocates and allies, we wanted Mm -hmm. to um, do our part to show our support and our love and to raise awareness of everything that sucks in the world. The only way we know how. The only way we know how. Talking talking about a
0: Lifetime movie. (laughs)
1: It's true activism is what we're telling you.
0: Yeah. So next week, I'm going to watch A Girl Like Me, the Gwen Araujo, I'm already screwing up. I'm okay. sorry. Story. Um, it's about a woman um, who starts advocating for transgender rights after her own transgender child is murdered. Um, and so we're going to be doing that we're going to cover just try to in our own way to shed some light on you know
1: the world and again in the smallest way we possibly like in the smallest way the only way that we have to us (laughs) the only way we have to us not like I was about to say in the smallest way possible it's like we're not trying to go as small as possible this is just what we've got to show people that you are loved and you are valued and you are worthy and we see you and we see you and we mm-hmm. love you. So yep. um, that's what we've got coming up. It is a change to our schedule. I will make that change on our website. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the website, make sure to look us up at lifetimesentencepod.com. Yeah. Or you but, can send us an email at lifetimesentencepodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.
0: Follow us on Instagram at lifetime sentence or on Twitter at life
1: sentence pod. And please support our Patreon at patreon.com slash Lifetime Sentence.
0: We're about to record the last episode of Big Little Lies Season 1 next week. Season 2 starts.
1: Yes. I'm very excited. I'm really pumped. It's going to be awesome. All right. Um, do you have anything else to say? Nope. All right. Don't forget to eat your vegetables. And charge your
0: phones. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: This has been Lifetime Sentence, where the truth really is stranger than fiction. Thanks for listening.